let me ask you a question. Do you have a character in mind that you want to see brought to life? Do you need a custom costume? Do you need simple accessories? Then let me recommend Nick Slatter Emporium. Ooh, I love that name. They have multiple years of design experience and can bring your spookiest designs to life, no matter how intricate, how simple, or how terrifying. <laughs> Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok and get connected to make your spooky dreams. A haunting reality. <laughs> Available now on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. <laughs> hey everybody, you're listening to the Tales from the Haunt podcast, and I'm just Jeff. And that other guy that you're normally used to listening to, you know, Flynn Hendricks or whatever his name is, he's not here. He must be out looking for dog eggs or something. Or maybe he's just... Taking another chop from Vic the Bruiser. I'm not exactly sure where he's at today, but all I know is that he's not here. I'm taking control of the show, and there's nothing that he can do about it. So, with that being said, I'm going to give you all a special episode of Tales from the Haunt. But before we get into that, I have a little bit of housekeeping that we got to take care of. I just want to let you all know that Tales from the Haunt Season 1 is done. Yuck Yuck the Clown was the best way we could think of to end that season up. And man, what a ride it has been. You know, it don't feel like it's been a full season yet. But, you know, as me and Flynn always say, time really don't have any meaning anymore. With season two fastly approaching, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been here with us this whole way. And thanks to everybody that's new that's listening. It's been a pleasure for us to make these shows for us. And without you, honestly... All we've got is two guys sitting in a room just talking about random haunt stuff, right? So, thanks again. And I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't step out and say thanks to our amazing sponsors that we had for Season 1. Uh, that would be Malice Haunted Attraction in Belfast, Tennessee, and McSlaughter Emporium. Thanks to those guys, we're able to bring you more episodes and continue doing what we love. So, with all that being said, we got to take a quick pause so that we can hear a word from our brothers at the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. This is Charlie with Give Me Back My Action Movies. And Dan. Join us every two weeks as we dive into the classic action movies of the 80s and 90s. That's right, Charlie. But we also take a look at some of the current films out there that still has those nostalgic feels for us. Exactly. So make sure you find us on all your major podcasting platforms. And check us out over on Facebook. We have a group where the conversation's always going 24-7. We're having a good time. I think so. I'll be back. And we're back. But before we get into the episode, I want to do one more thing. And I want to give you all a little snip of what happens in the studio 
almost every time we're here recording, when Flynn doesn't think I'm recording, but I actually am. So, you know, just because he's not here and he can't tell me that I can't do it, I'm going to do it. So this one's for you guys, and I hope you really enjoy this. They can sing the Jamie Lee song. <laughs> oh, Jamie Lee, you're my HR fantasy. <laughs> Write that check and pay me now. I've never heard this song. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that was shamelessly stolen from South Park with the Kathy Lee song in mm. season one. And just a little spoiler alert for you all. That might have been who our next guest is for episode one of season two. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You'll find that out when you listen to episode one, right? So, without further ado, I want to give you the live recordings from Hunters Against Hate in Lexington, Kentucky. All right, everybody. We're here at the uh, Hunters Against Hate, the event two in Lexington, Kentucky. And sitting here next to me, I've got Travis Bowling from American Horrorplex out of Louisville. Travis, I appreciate you taking some time and sitting down here with me today. Not a problem. Uh, you know, that $100 bill you slipped me, that, that's what got me here. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's, that's what it's all about. It's a little bit of bribes that we can get in there, you know? Right. So, uh, what, what are you looking for this weekend? Are you looking well, to take back to Louisville with you when you go home? So, for me, uh, you know, as a haunt owner, it's always chaos. Every weekend, every week, you've got fires you've got to put out and build on the haunt. This weekend, I'm here to relax and just have a good time, look at uh, all the different vendors that are inside, uh, try and pick some gifts out for myself to take home uh, to remember that one weekend that I got to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get that much, do we? No, no. Uh, especially like with Transworld. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. you've been there once or twice, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so is there anything particular like are you looking for like what specific vendors are you looking around here or? so uh i've done a couple of pass-throughs and the things that are popping out to me at uh, in there are needful little things they're uh, selling a ton of uh, vintage action figures uh really horror action figures lots of gremlins and gargoyles and texas chainsaw massacre and yeah, those I've, things i've seen a few of yeah. those and uh love having those uh of course butterfly uh, valley um, they're here with their animal encounters with all the uh, goats and pigs inside, so that's fun to do. Um, and of course, the celebrities, you know, having so many different celebrities from, um, you know, the Day of the Dead uh, movies, Night of the Living Dead, uh, It, Pet Cemetery, yep. you know, they're all in there signing autographs. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, it's, it's been great so far, and we're just on day one, so I mean, we can only imagine what tomorrow is going to hold, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. But I appreciate you sitting down here with me for a few minutes just to well, know, not, get off the Well, not a problem. Not a problem. And, and uh, like I said, the, uh, the the next payment, you know, a couple of weeks, be fine, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do an installments of twenty nine ninety five. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you all have a great one. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it, Travis. All right. We're back here at Haunters Against Hate, the event, too. And I'm sitting next there. Got uh, Tyler Prophet from the Scare Factor sitting next to me. What's so, going uh, on? I appreciate you sitting down with me for a few minutes, just hey. taking some time of your day out. Hey, thanks for giving me I'm, a seat. I know you guys are <laughs> kind of busy, and you know it means a lot that you all take a second just to sit down and talk to me for a minute. No, it's no problem at all. So, um, what kind of things are you looking for this weekend? Uh, I know you're doing a lot of video and things for the website and things like that. But what what 
in particular anything you're looking for specifically? Or? Yeah, well, we're really excited about seeing all the vendors here at the trade show. We always like seeing all the cool stuff that everybody comes out with. <laughs> and uh, we really like, you know, uh, and like I say, just this, this convention, at least compared to last year, or you know, similar to last year's, there's a lot of very, very crafty people here. Oh you yeah. Know, you don't see a lot of the big, huge vendors like at Transworld and all that stuff. These are your real uh, boots on the ground, or you know, uh, grassroots vendors that are really putting all of their art and their hard work into what they're, you know, what what you're able to see here. So oh, it's yeah. very, very cool, very unique stuff. And of course, the whole community and the energy around Hunters Against Hate—it's very special, very unique, and we're just happy to be a part of it. Yeah. And, and it is great event to be at. And I know Paul, he, um, we just done an interview with him and it aired a couple of weeks ago and he doesn't like to call it a convention because it's more of a, just an event where people get together that are all like-minded and, right. you know, we just celebrate life in general itself, really. But, um, when it comes down to it, tell me a little bit about Scare Factor to the people that haven't really heard about you. So the Scare Factor is a national haunted attraction review website and directory. Uh, so it got its start doing just reviews, um, and that was started by a guy named Tom Schaefer. And then around 2014 or 2010, Nora and I joined as a Scream team, as a review team. And uh, we started going to about 20, 30 haunts a year. And then in 2014, we had the opportunity to purchase the website and give it some uh, much-needed updates, you know, get it more mobile-friendly. That's when a lot of people started, you know, going pretty hardcore into the, you know, the nice new smartphones and all that stuff. So we got it all up mobile-friendly. And then in 2015, we launched the uh, directory. And as of right now, I believe we've got about 24, 2,500 haunted houses listed just in the United States. And then we've got a few sprinkled in in Canada and some other countries as well. And uh, that's been very, very huge and definitely helps us get our reviews out there a lot better. And now we're starting the YouTube channel. We're starting to get some video okay. coverage of some of the haunts. So that's been real helpful. And, yeah, it's it's going. We're, we're just trying to hang on and see if we can keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, well, and I know um, that... I know you all deal with a lot of the smaller haunts and things like that. You all deal with the big haunts too, but I know a lot of the the haunts that a lot of people's not heard of. I know that a lot of those are on your website, and for that, I have to say thank you because it helps those other haunts grow. Um, and you know, that's one thing about my podcast that I like to do is get the word out to other people that are wanting to be haunters and, and things like that of of you know uh how to get into haunting and how to do character development and things like that just mm -hmm. to just to help break the ice with people that's never been in this industry before um yeah and so, our, our whole the reason why we do include all of those you know even your home haunts and your yard haunts and displays and things like that is because we are out to just promote the entire haunted house industry and yeah. everybody's got to start somewhere so oh yeah we, we definitely don't discriminate based on size so oh, yeah, <laughs> if, no. if, if you haven't heard of us check out the website it's the scarefactor.com see if your house is already on there there's a good chance it probably is um we do we search for all the haunts manually so even if you haven't come to us there's a chance that we've found you and went ahead and added you anyway <laughs> uh, so all the listings are free they always will be you can update and add as much as you want on there 
and if uh, if you got a couple extra bucks you want to spend, we do offer advertising. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely reach out anytime. We've got uh, contact forms on the website. You can update your stuff anytime you want, and we're happy to do it because uh, that takes some of the work off of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's hard to sometimes balance between everything. So oh, yeah. I completely get it. But Tyler, I appreciate you taking a few minutes and sitting down with me and doing a little interview. Hey, no problem. Like I said, thanks for the seat. It's no. it's pretty helpful here get you during these show floors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back with you guys later. Tyler, again, I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. All right, guys. Day one is in the books, and we got two good interviews in for today. Travis Bowling and Tyler from ScareFactor.com. Just want to thank everybody again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for some more good interviews. All right, everybody, we're back on day two of Haunters Against Hate, the event two. And I've got sitting next to me Maximus from the Dent Schoolhouse in Ohio. Uh, Max, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be at the second edition of this event. And so far, it's looking great, I think. Awesome. Is today your first day here? Yeah, I didn't come yesterday, sadly. I had to work, but uh, I'm here today, and I'm really excited to you yeah. know, see everything, see some panels, maybe try to make it to Wicked World tonight. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be a lot of great fun. And unfortunately, you know, adulting, we have to do that some days. So. Yeah. <laughs> work first, play later. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a panel. Um, you're doing one today at, what, 5 o'clock? Yeah, I got a panel today at 5. Uh, it is with the Global Scare Network. Uh, the Global Scare Network is an organization I'm a part of that... Uh, has haunters from different countries. We have some from Australia. We have a great lady from Scotland. Uh, David from Portland is in it. And what we try to do is look at different topics of haunting from an international perspective. So today the panel is going to be about storytelling and doing impactful storytelling from an international perspective. And so the panel will talk about where they draw their stories, their legends, their myths from, and how they implement it to be impactful and side of their haunts oh that's awesome um so you dealing with these other haunts from other countries have you noticed a haunt acting style that's different from what we do here in the states or? well see i'm the actor of the group the others are actually haunt owners so okay. i'm actually the only actor uh, well they do acting too but i'm the only one that's just an actor i guess um so <laughs> It, it, it's I haven't really dived too much into the acting portion but what I've noticed is that they're they have to sort of go about things differently like uh, the ones in Australia are tied to a theme park and the Scotland haunt is similar and uh, I don't know how that kind of impacts how they uh, you know do acting but I do know that the folks in Australia are given like a really small window to set up their haunt and get it going and everything so it's you know they, they run into a very different kind of challenges over there while also having different COVID protocols than we do and yeah. all kinds of stuff so um, and even David out west in Portland you know the, the way they're doing things out there is different he he tries to I think focus a lot on like psychological and impactful character development mm -hmm. more so than what I have gone through myself but I've seen some of his classes before before I joined with Global Scare Network and they are phenomenal that's awesome and you you say you're an actor yourself so what mm -hmm. what kind of got you into scare acting well uh, I was asked to do a home haunt in 2012 and I did that for about three years up in my hometown in Springfield and I had then had to move to Cincinnati for work 
And once I got to Cincinnati, I no longer had a yard. So I stopped doing my yard haunt for a couple of years. And I decided then that I needed to find a pro haunt to work for. And I'm looking up all the websites of the Cincinnati area. And the Dent Schoolhouse had the story of Charlie the janitor, this yep. murderous janitor yep. um, that you would murder the students and keep them in the basement and all kinds of stuff. And I just fell in love with the legend because this building is an actual schoolhouse. It was a schoolhouse in the 1800s through the mid-1900s. And I just love the story so much that I decided that I had to be a part of that haunt and I wanted to work there. Um, I didn't I didn't really look at it so much as acting. I just thought I would just jump out and say boo. That's really all I thought it was. Yeah. But you know, once you get into it and you learn more, you, you really learn about different tactics and, and character development and all kinds of stuff. So it, it turned out to be a lot more involved than I guess I would have originally have thought it was, but I love it. Oh yeah. there's. So much more than just as you say, jump out and saying boo. And the I'll, I'll be honest with you, my favorite thing about events like this and being in an honor isn't as much as scaring people as it is the the being part of the group. You know, being the family of the honors. Yeah, I, I love being able to come to the convention a stranger and walking away friends with somebody I did not know, and then getting to see them again next yeah. year at the next event and yep. yeah you know this this event is bringing people together that like for example um uh, Jonathan and Crystal from Haunt Weekly, yep. uh, they have pocket. They're here from New Orleans. Yep. And, you know, like, when, when else would I have seen them except HauntCon? And so I, I seem to have, like, a Haunter family that I see at events such as this and others. Yeah. And I, I I love being a part of this. I don't know. Is it appropriate to call it a subculture? Yeah. Haunting? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if, it, if haunting is a subculture, I love being a part of it just for yeah. the same reason you just said. Yeah. I mean, the, the camaraderie of everything. And, and, Walking away here, friends with somebody I didn't know five minutes ago, and being able to say, "Hey, I'll see you at Transworld. We'll meet up." Yeah. And then hanging out with them the whole time at Transworld or the other conventions, you know, um, Scarefest coming up here in Lexington mm -hmm. in October. I mean, it's just I, I love this industry for that reason. Don't get me wrong, I love being a haunter. I love scaring people, mm -hmm. but that to me that's a secondary after effect of everything else. Yeah, I mean because that part's only for a couple of months, but yeah. we're, we are doing the haunting all year round and yep. it and it involves going to these conventions and building things and connecting and and having conversations about stuff yep. and so yeah i've i've I've, divi I've i've dived fully in i love it i love being a part of this and ohio honors association and and acting at the dent schoolhouse it's just it's all so fun yeah well and i've got family up in ohio so um since i say that Tell me a little bit about the Ohio, the Ohio Hunters Association. So the Ohio Hunters Association is a group of anybody that just loves haunting in general. You could be an enthusiast for haunting. You could be a haunter yourself, whether it be an actor, an owner, um, a makeup artist, or a home haunter. Any any involvement in the haunt industry, we you know we try to be somebody for you. We hold meetings. Uh, every other month currently a haunt will host it so we on August 14th we have a meeting coming up at Carnage Haunted House in Columbus Ohio uh, where we get to have food we will have a speaker talking about training actors and then we get a tour of the haunt and we love doing that and at the same time we're we're looking to potentially maybe hold an event in Ohio you know something kind of fun small to celebrate haunting in Ohio we we encourage people to post their haunt projects on the Ohio Haunters page we we just we want people to connect network and we want to create a haunt culture 
that is not toxic in Ohio. Yes. You know, like yes. you know, you know. For example, you, you know, you you worked at a different haunt, and I could say, oh, you know, those guys. Yeah. No, that that's not what we like. We we want people to be able to network, help each other learn more and anytime that a haunt is having an off-season party i'm making videos and putting it out there to say hey this haunt's doing this thing off season yeah. go to this event and uh so just trying to promote the ohio haunt industry oh, as well okay. so you know i love haunting whether it be at my own haunt that i work at yes. my home haunt the state community or you know the countrywide at Transworld and stuff, and then now I'm involved with the Global Scare Network, so I seem to have be involved at different varying levels here and there. But uh, yeah, Ohio's we're just there to promote the haunt industry that's in awesome. Ohio. That's basically. that's awesome. I really like it. I'll be looking that up. And if you want to go ahead and take a second and plug the. Uh, yeah, the sure. International Scare and Ohio Haunters Association. So uh, the Global Scare Network has a Facebook page. Feel free to follow that. Uh, we'll be we post stuff daily, and uh, we are looking to continue to do education at other conventions and events. So if you're out there and you'd like the Global Scare Network to take a topic on haunting and talk about from an international's perspective, find us on the Facebook page. Ohio Haunters Association is a group. There's no requirement. There's no requirement that you have to live in Ohio to be a part of it. You can just join the group. Okay. And contribute uh, to the page and uh, so Ohio Haunters Association on Facebook and if anybody wants to just find me on Facebook Maximus Christian Bryant and friend request me I'd be glad to have more haunters or you know anybody involved in the horror business to be a friend and network with awesome awesome and you, you can expect a friend request from me as soon as I hit the stop button on this recording I appreciate so. it so, all right Maximus thank you pretty uh, thank you very much I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to sit down and I look forward to your panel at five o'clock today thank you so much all right we're back out here on the show floor at haunters against hate the event too and I'm here with PJ and Amber from Lifeless Creations and Little Horrors Company. And I'm just going to let them explain to you about a little bit what they do and uh, let you all just get your feel of what they uh, are trying to accomplish with their life. Hi, I'm PJ. I'm the owner of Lifeless Creations, and I make handmade masks and custom costumes. Hi, my name's Amber. I'm the owner of Little Horrors Co. Specialize in uh, different scents, wax melts, candles, and sprays, as well as small horror trinkets. So, uh, PJ, what what uh, have you uh, seen at the show this so far? Since we're day two now, what have you seen at the show that you've liked the most? Just all the people. This is a little family here. Yeah, it really is, and, and that's what I love about the haunt lifestyle. Is you know, we um, it's, it's it really is a big family. We just uh, band together and, and support what we support, you know, this is great. And what about you? I mean, have you seen anything here at the show that you've wanted to get yourself or any ideas that you wanted to take home and try to play off of? Uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, like, kind of bouncing off what PJ said, the community. I loved it. Like, I love it here. Um, but there's a lot of really cool items, specifically the goat that's not for sale, unfortunately, that I really want. <laughs> yeah, the, the goat and the pig's been a big deal this weekend. So, But I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great weekend. All right, we're back for day three of Haunters Against Hate, the event two. And I'm sitting next to a man that I have uh, proudly been able to say that I have now became friends with. We've got Jeff Ignikowski from, and the designer of uh, the Killers card, Killers the card game. 
Jeff, how you doing this morning? Fantastic. Ready. Awesome. Got my coffee. Ready to get going this morning and uh, do the thing. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed, you know, it's like you come in and you're already jacked up on like a whole pot of coffee every morning. You've got the energy going already. So. Yeah, I haven't even had, I've had about four sips of coffee this morning and I wake up like this every day. <laughs> uh, I go at, at about eight o'clock at night, the, the off switch turns on and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> but all day, I'm ready to go. I wish I had an off switch. I, I don't know what that's like. So, <laughs> so um, let's let's tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and, and your game because, you know, I, I, you was one of the first booths that I walked, in, I walked up to inside uh, on Friday, and uh, you was telling me your whole game and stuff, and, man, I fell in love with it. It's freaking awesome. So, so you know, I have a, a long history with true crime. So, like, I grew up. You know, in my household, we called Charles Manson, Cousin Charlie. You know, my dad met Manson in the early 60s before the before all the murders happened. And uh, consequently, this is a story for another time, but my dad almost robbed Manson for his drugs. So, uh, so it's a really <laughs> funny story. Uh, and on top of that, half of my family is all Italian, and they were all fronts for the mob in the early 70s. So I grew up with true crime in my blood. I've been interested in it all my life. And so it was just kind of a natural development because I love gaming. And uh, I grew up playing D&D at lunchtime at the school. Yes. And then we played Magic the Gathering and I just fell in love with those games. So for me, when I decided, you know, dude, I wanna do something where I can get out awareness and I can share some of my experiences and I'm learning about all these other people's experiences. What's the best way to do that and still remain educational, but to play a game? So I devised Killers the Card Game, uh, mainly because my son wanted me to buy him a, a deck of those old true crime cards from the 90s. Mm -hmm. And we were in, a, in an oddities shop and he says, he says, Dad, give me these cards. And I said, how much are the cards? He said, $6 a pack. I said, hell no, you ain't getting no cards for $6 a pack. I'm not buying you a $6 pack of cards. And I looked at him, and I said, man, I had these when I was a kid. I could make this into a card game. About an hour and a half later, I had done the bare bones um, planning for the game that is now, you know, we're getting close to selling 1,000 units in a year and a half uh, in eight different countries. And, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. That's that's awesome. I'd, and I'd talked to you briefly about it, you know, and you had told me how the game works, but I didn't know all the backstory of how you actually done it and how quick it became, you know, a thing. It became a real thing, so that's really cool. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time, like, um, I don't mess around. If, I, if I'm going to go do something, I'm just going to go and do it yeah. and, and get it done. Uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time planning things, and then it never gets off the ground floor. Sometimes you just have to run with it and make it happen and figure it out later. You know, they have that old saying, uh, ready, fire, aim. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've done a lot of that. And <laughs> I, I really thought that when we started this whole thing out, because we deal with real criminals, right, real true crime figures and Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy and, you know, the, the focus of the game is playing as the killer, trying to avoid the police. I really thought there was going to be a lot of people that had issues with what we did. And what it's turned out is it's been the complete opposite. People really embraced us and embraced me. Maybe some of that is because of my personality. Mm -hmm. But we have really, 
you know, everybody seems to love it, and true crime is a huge thing right now. And we really get to show people that this is everywhere. It affects all of our lives. So we need to be aware of these things that are going on around us. Yeah, and, and that was actually, you're making my job easy this morning because that was my next question, and you just answered it was, at any point did you have anyone, you know, give you grief and slack about saying you're trying to idealize these, you know, basic monsters that were in, in real life? And, I mean, I could see how somebody would think that, but you're not. You're just trying to take something bad and turn it into something fun and yeah. exciting for everybody. So I think, you know, we've gotten some of that. Uh, mainly from people online that yeah. have never met me and have never sat down and had a conversation with me. You know, I also go around and I speak on serial killer psychology and we talk about a lot of different things involving uh, the psychological uh, perspectives of such people. Yes. I think it's important to know that, uh, which is why I made the game an RPG, because I wanted people to be able to get into some of that psychology and understand it from a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, I think that's important, playing the game and knowing me and knowing, you know, where the game came to. Because it's not just about, hey, we're going to go abduct this person and kill this person. Yeah, that's fun. You know, we all play Call of Duty and stuff like that, which you're not doing anything different. And it's even more immersive. So, you know, after talking to me, most people understand that, you know, my goal is not to glorify these people, but to show them for what they are. Yeah. And that changes the perspective a great deal. Yeah, I can I can see that because in in my mind, you know, I would picture is like if if the the killer that I'm holding is is Dahmer, and I've got this scenario that had nothing to do with Dahmer. In my mind, I'm going to go, what would Dahmer do? <laughs> WWDD. What would Dahmer do? That's it. So and and it, it that's the part that makes it fun for me would be you know the fact that. I get to take a scenario that wasn't real and try to play it out and see how, you know, see how it would go. For sure. So, but I appreciate you sitting down here with me um, this morning for a few minutes. If you want, go ahead and uh, plug your websites and Facebook and social media and all that stuff on here. Oh, yeah. We have uh, on all of our social media, for the most part, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. What else do we have? We got a bunch of shit. Uh, <laughs> but it's Killers TCG as in Killers the Card Game, uh, but, you know, just Killers TCG. Also, our website is killerstcg.square.site. The easier way to find that in all of our links is go to Linktree backslash Killers TCG, and that will get you to all of our stuff, including all of our T-shirts. We ended up releasing a crazy line of T-shirts. Uh, my, my favorite one I was wearing yesterday, and it's uh, got the face of Dahmer on it, and over top of it says, you look delicious. So, uh, yeah, that one's always nice. Yeah. Um, and, and, guys, go check his stuff out. The game's amazing. Um, there's actually a second game that's coming out uh, that's actually already out, right? Yeah, we, we actually have three games, uh, two that are already out. Uh, a third one in the works right now. So we have uh, Killers of Card Game, the original game. Uh, that has four expansions. It has Lady Killers, World of Serial Killers, Organized Crime, and Occult's expansion. Then our second game, which is not an RPG. It's a party-style game, kind of like Exploding Kittens, but with serial killers. Uh, that game is called Speed Kills. There uh, are two expansions for that and a third one that we are debuting here at the convention. So we have Here Comes the Popo and we have Gather the Flock. 
and now we have a Haunters expansion. So any of you Haunters that are out there that are interested in uh, becoming part of that, let me know, and we will uh, we'll talk. Uh, and then our third game that's coming out by the end of the year, we have a tabletop miniatures game coming out, tile-based, called Killer's Hunting Grounds. And you're going to be able to go to all kinds of different locations. You're going to be able to search the murder castle and search Dahmer's hotel room or apartment, Ramirez's hotel room, uh, go through the back of Bundy's Volkswagen. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to be able to do all kinds of stuff. That game's going to be wild. Oh, yeah. And that's that's actually the first time I've heard about that one. So that one's got me on edge again. So, <laughs> But, again, I appreciate you taking some time sitting down here with me this morning before we got everything rolling on the main sales floor. And uh, hope you have a uh, good, safe weekend. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. We're back at the booth here today. Day three, Haunters Against Hate, the event two. And I'm going to introduce myself as just in case you all don't know, I'm just Jeff. And then I have another Jeff next to me. And I have uh, become friends with this guy over the weekend. Um, we're going we're gonna to stay in contact on Facebook and whatnot. But um, it's my pleasure to introduce to you guys Jeff Elder. Hello. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a fun weekend. Oh, it has, and that's you know that's been an understatement on it for the ones that haven't been here. I mean, they missed out on a lot. Well, you've been out out here, you getting to see the whole parade go by. Oh, I do. I'm right being right by the front door where people come in and go into the uh, the sales floor, the show floor. So, um, so I want to start off just by asking you what what kind of experience do you have in the haunt world? How, what got you started? Uh, I don't know what got me started. I back um, probably 85, 80, yeah, 85, 86. I was overseas in England um, with the Navy and fell into uh, a local hotel that wanted to have a haunted house thing. And so they, you know, just kind of found some people. We fell into guiding people through this old um, rectory. And then many years passed from that, I fell into a couple of volunteer opportunities at right. local parks that do a haunted trail. And my current haunt, I fell into because of doing reenactment. We were doing medieval reenactment, and one of the people that ran runs our current haunt is, uh, like I'm going to change haunts soon, um, <laughs> ran up to us and said, well, you did this did this stuff at, at, at uh, where we worked with for the kids' haunted house party, and can you would you like to go work at a haunt? And I was you know, not something you plan, and, and so now and that was 2013, I think. We started with them and just kind of been sticking it out and growing a lot since then. That's and growth is growth is key in this industry. I mean, if it's I'm, I'm a firm believer that in anything we do in life, growth has to happen or else we become stagnant and it, it become, kind of becomes monotonous to us anyway. But especially in this industry, if the monotony starts happening, then it becomes more of a job than anything. So, so having that growth is, is really crucial in this industry. But um, what kind of growth did you notice? Like how long did it, before things started actually really growing, did you actually go? Holy cow! We've made something of this. Yeah, when when we before we started, we we visited this haunt. It's in 
uh, Downs, Illinois. Okay. Downs Haunted House. And when we, before we started, we were probably there in 2010, maybe earlier. And it was a very much a small community haunt, um, locally run. And I mean, you go to the park and there was, there was weenie roasts and the, the hot dogs were free. And it was like a $2 thing to get on the hay rack ride and go through the haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've increased the rates since then, but we've added a whole lot. Uh, we've, we've started growing our outdoor space because it's in just basically a small machine shed. Okay. But we've added, we've we've gotten in with the, the the committee, so we've had more access, and then realized that we have a, a good good show, and so you know, it feels weird to raise prices and stuff. Yeah. But um, since this money goes back to the community itself, anyway, it supports us, and then it also supports the village uh, for their their uh, family festivities and fireworks and movies in the park and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it, it since about 2013 we started off and we were you know two three bucks to get in, and now we're we're doing you know online payments and oh, wow. more organized with that. Yeah. And yeah, we've improved our costuming tremendously, yeah. and, and and a lot of that improvement also comes from our own gain in knowledge yeah. that we've been going through. Because I've listening to my litany of what I've done, all this stuff has been you know, off the cuff, and then running into somebody that knows something, and then like listening to y'all's podcast or reading, and now that we have the internet, yeah. There's more access to learn. So, and then then sharing that knowledge with our group, as I learn and we all learn things. Yeah, and it's 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 a growing process. I mean, as we as we said before, you know, it is. There's there's no other way, real way to explain it other than we have to evolve with the times, or else we just don't grow. Yeah. So. And we change out. We have very few rooms, but um, we'll keep two or three rooms and change out one or two every couple years so yeah yeah we keep that rotation going and we're we're really looking forward to uh, uh, improving our outdoors and as long as it doesn't rain yeah. the outdoor has its own challenges so. <laughs> yeah unfortunately you know you have to combat weather yep <laughs> when and that's a real thing especially yeah. you know illinois october you know sometimes it snows well in, in I, we would be happy with illinois snows. and indiana and all, all the <laughs> mid, midwestern states the rain is the rain is kind of a problem because it doesn't drain really well. But yeah, yeah, and that's you know a way you've just got to figure out how to combat that yeah. by sloping trail and you know trenching things and all that good stuff. Uh, I fortunately have had the opportunity to work on outdoor haunts too, so I, I get where you're coming from completely. So, but um, is there anything else you want to add? Do you want to plug your uh, your haunt or? Do y'all have a website and things like that? Or? Well, as I said, um, it's, it's Downs Haunted House in uh, Downs, Illinois, uh, in the village of Downs. And yes, we, we are on Facebook, and we do have a website, which is, um, I think, just downshauntedhouse.com. And if, if on Facebook there's um, a, a primary 
location, the more more information on it. Because if you search on us for on Facebook, there's a couple different ones. So yeah, um, Downs Haunted House. Yeah, DownsHauntedHouse.org. I'm sorry, and that has all our dates and, and ticket purchases and stuff, and, and even a map to find us in the inner town. And we we start off at a park and have a hay rack ride to our haunt, to and from the park. And, and some of our actors get a chance to mill around in the in the in the various areas. But yeah, we we we're going to other haunts is is nice because you get to see that even though we're a tiny haunt, we're we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Well, and you know that's one thing that I don't I don't like to say that we we steal other ideas from other haunts, but. You know, going to other haunts allows us to go, you know, that would be a good idea, but let's do it this way. Like, it gives you the base for it, but then you can twist it and tweak it to whatever works for your haunt. And that's what I really like about, you know, going to other haunts and seeing them lights on, lights off. It doesn't matter. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I'm a lights on kind of guy. I love... We had a ball last night. I love night. seeing the lights on <laughs> because then you really get to take in all the detail. But at the same time, I also like going to the same haunt and doing it with the lights off. Right. Because then you get that other feel of it. Yeah, and we've, so. we've actually had a few people ask us, you know, can, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll drag anybody through our construction site. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the nails, we'll be fine. <laughs> um, so... How long do you all, do you tear down every year? Do you keep it up or? We've actually, that's been another improvement, I guess. Um, The first few years we would pack everything back into the shed, which made it nearly impossible to work on during the year because all the outdoor equipment would be packed inside. Uh, But this last year, uh, the the village mayor is is part of our, our crew too and helps us build stuff so we left a lot of our uh, walls and a few facades up so a we get natural weathering Mm -hmm. and uh, b we didn't have to tear down and pack it all back into a trailer or back inside our haunt building so yeah so uh, we're getting a little bit more of a chance to build during the year rather than that last minute panic at the end of September when you can unpack everything from the trucks and, yeah. and set it out. Yeah. That, that, that's been interesting to be able to walk back onto the grounds and... and, and Still see stuff. Vi- yeah, have something physical to visualize with rather yeah. than... Yeah, and, and you have to, it, it helps when you have that visualization because then you can step back and go, okay, well, that makes sense. Let's, let's just do this and this and this and that. Instead of having to try to picture it in your head without it being there. We're going to so. get the large equipment out and hopefully dig a trench to drain off our field. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've, and you've got to start getting ready because, I mean, we're coming oh, yeah. in the middle of July and it's, what, two months and we're, yeah, we're so in haunt season. Because so. everybody's posting, oh, we've got this many days till haunt season. <clears throat> oh, I know. And I posted back on, on one meme like that. It was like, yeah, that's about four build days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... so. But uh, Jeff, I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me for a oh, minute. Thank I you. mean, it's it's been a great weekend, and I've enjoyed uh, getting to know you over the weekend and getting to cut up and stuff like that with you. But now that Keeping we've up actually, with your kids. yeah, yeah, and now that we've actually gotten to sit down and actually talk haunted house stuff, you know, other than just talking about trade shows and picking on my, everybody else around yeah. here, you know. So, but I appreciate it.
Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. All right, so we're back with another special guest here from Haunters Against Hate. Um, come to know this guy over the weekend because he's been right next to me the whole weekend, and I've been mm-hmm. I've been seeing his artwork. So I'm just going to throw him right out here. I'm going to give y'all Brett Gray for this uh, for this awesome part of the interview. So Brett, I appreciate you sitting down with me Thank for you, a Jeff. few minutes. Thank you. Um, I just just want to really just ask, you know, what got you into uh, doing the style of artwork that you do with the charcoal? Well, um, I've I've been drawing my whole life, pretty much, doing some sort of art. Um, from just regular pencils to crayons to prismacolors to when I hit high school doing oil paintings and acrylic paintings and pen and ink and when I got to college they forced us to start experimenting with charcoal and I was dreading it because I, I just thought it was too messy and I was not the least bit interested in working with it and the minute I started working with it it just I felt like it lent itself to the kind of dreamy or nightmarish quality that that I was kind of going for. I really like Stephen Gamel's work from uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the mm-hmm. Dark. Yep. And um, I just I love that kind of dreamlike look and charcoal, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he worked in vine charcoal. So um, it's uh, it just something clicked and I've been working with it ever since. Awesome man. And I've been, you know, eyeballing what you're working on right now, currently over there, what you've been working on since Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wendigo. And uh, it, it's amazing. I love the fact that you're using mythological and, and lore creatures yes. um, for your artwork. And it, it just blows my mind, the, the things that you've created just inside of your head and put it on a, on a piece of paper. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to do a little a different spin on the Wendigo. Like a, yeah, a I, I, do, I do like what you're doing with it. Um, so, what got you connected with the haunt industry and haunters against hate? Um, we, I, my wife insisted, my wife Cheryl insisted, just, just over ten years ago now, that I start selling my work. I haven't been selling my work for as, you know, as long as I've been doing art. Um, it's you know, it's only been the last ten or so years, like I said, and uh, I was uh, I met. Patty Starr, who was out, just, I was out and about, and um, we began speaking to each other, and she had the Scarefest here in Lexington Mm -hmm. at the time. I mean, she's since given it up. Uh, She's retired and and sold it, but um, she said, hey, you should, you should definitely consider having a booth at, at our show, and it never occurred to me, so I was like, okay. Um, and then uh, my wife said, "Yeah, let's let's get this stuff framed. Let's get it out of the notebooks and into frames and make prints and let's do this." And uh, so it was just kind of okay. Here we go. Yeah. It was that. It was just kind of that. You know, spur of the moment. And it was a great show for us. And we've been doing it ever since. Comic cons and um, shows uh, all over the country. 
So really, yeah, yeah. And and I know you're not local to this area, right? Yes, or we you are, are actually. Okay, okay. We currently reside in Lexington. Yes. Okay. All right. So you're not too far from home. No. So no, you got to go is, home you know, every night. You didn't have to exactly, stay at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Minimal overhead. Yeah. It's say. not like when you when you got to fly somewhere oh, or drive no. somewhere. No, that's so. Yeah, that's um that can get pricey. Yeah. So yeah, we love to do shows locally. That's always. Trade trade shows are great in general. Anyway, I mean, yeah. even if it's not a haunt trade show or if it's just a, if it's just a normal Comic Con or something like that. Yes. You know, trade shows. The people you get to meet, the networking you get to do there is just Absolutely. amazing. Anyway. Yeah, and Comic Cons, comics yeah. are a visual medium. Yeah. I'm selling artwork, it's well, a good fit. So. It's like Friday. I mean, we we sat down at our tables, we sat everything up, we didn't know each other, and now yeah. we can say we're friends at the end exactly. of the weekend. Exactly. Yeah, we so, were geeking out on Star Wars. And, yeah. And all that. Yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a huge just, conversation about that's that. One of the reasons why we love doing these shows. Yeah. Just yeah. Meeting the people. And I'm the exact same way yep. with that. Yeah. So um, go ahead and plug out, and and for all the people listening, I want you to go check out this guy's artwork. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, Brett, go ahead and give them your website and plug everything up. Yeah, it's um, uh, brettgrayart.com is my website. The website is uh, woefully out of date. So uh, it's kind of, it's what they like to call a legacy, <laughs> a legacy site. So uh, we're in the process of revamping that like as we speak. It's like a thing that's going to be, we're going to be launching that in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, but I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Just go to Brett Gray Art on Facebook, and I'm there. Make sure you like it and check out my work. I'm doing sculpting and um, uh, charcoal drawings. But I recently got into doing some sculpting as well. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I appreciate you taking some time to sit down and talk with Absolutely. me today. I mean, it's, it's I, I told my you on pleasure. Friday I wanted to get you, and it was day three before I actually got some time to sit yes. down with you. So thank I you, appreciate Jeff. it. It's, it's, been a, my, it's been a pleasure. All right, thanks, yeah. Brett. Thank you. All right, we're back here on day three, and uh, I've got somebody real special sitting next to me this time. I've got the man that has put all of all of this amazing event together, Paul. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show here just for a few minutes. I, I just want to thank you for having us out here. Um, big question: How was it for you this weekend? It it's been a lot of work. It's been exhausting, of course, but. It's all worth it when you're seeing how much fun people are having at oh, the yeah. events and yeah. and the high emotion content and how people feel so connected and feeling like a family at the event. And that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. With it's and that's what I love about this event and and what you have created with Haunters Against Hate is it really has become just a huge family of individuals that are here for a big cause exactly i mean even the celebrities um i had a con a q a yesterday with russ Streiner and judith o'day from Night mm -hmm. of living dead and they love the intimacy and the connection so much even russ said to me he's like i wish we would have recorded this <laughs> wow it was pretty amazing yeah and uh i've got some ideas for maybe next year we'll talk about that off great so. sure let's yeah <laughs> wonderful can't wait let's just start now <laughs> well i mean we gotta start somewhere yeah, like, don't we? can i have one day <laughs> yeah i'll give you one day we'll talk thank tomorrow. you i'll <laughs> end up in the wrong restroom <laughs> no that was my wife no okay that's so, right you know, yeah so um but you know it's it's been such a pleasure to be here um, oh, i'm glad I, to have i you. appreciate you allowing us to come in and uh, have a table here and set up and, and all of that good stuff. It's, it's been great. 
I've made I've made a lot of new friends here. Fantastic. And I got to meet up with some old ones, you know, that I didn't expect to be here. Right. So, but um, for with that being said, I just want to say thank you. I look forward to next year. Well, thank you, um, and I appreciate you being here. And uh, I, I hope your stress level has came down a lot since now that we're on day three. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. Sure yeah. has. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for listening, Paul. Again, thank you for having us here. Anytime. And and we look forward to event number three. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody. I don't know if you can tell by now. I'm back in Music City. There's no show floor behind me. You know, that was such a great weekend for me just to get to sit down and talk to people that, one, are, you know, new friends. That that was the best part about it was I walked away with a bunch of new friends and I'm still contacting and talking to them even after the show. That's what I love about this industry the most is when we go to events like that, we walk in and we see each other as strangers and we walk away as friends. Like I said earlier, season one is over. It's in the books, but the archives are still there. So go back and listen to those in the archives. Get caught up because in two weeks, season two, episode one is going to happen. Season two, Tales from the Hunt, is a thing. We're not stopping here. We hit the ground running and we're going to go. We've got some awesome interviews that's already in the books. A little spoiler alert for you guys. We record these way in advance so that we never miss an episode for you guys, even when we have to take a little bit of time off. So, with that being said, back in my episode, I might have mentioned something about the HR guy from my haunt. Well, you know, the HR guy is going to be Season 2, Episode 1, and that is none other than Jamie Lee. So, I look forward to you guys being able to hear that one. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of information that's thrown out in that one. It's, it's just an amazing episode. But that guy's got a lot of knowledge of the haunt industry. He's been from acting to haunt manager to HR manager, corporate world, uncorporate. I mean, it's, it's just amazing to hear everything he's got to share with you all. So I hope you all get caught up if you're not from season one. And go and get ready for season two because it's, it's going to be amazing. Oh, shoot. I almost forgot. Honors Against Hate 3 is going to be happening next year. Not sure where. It could be in Lexington. could be somewhere new. We're not sure. That's that's all for Mr. Paul to figure out. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Don't mean to put more stress on you, but that's on you. With that being said, Honors Against Hate is also going to Germany in October. I'm super excited. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to that one, you know, passports and work and life and things like that. But, Paul, I wish you the best of luck on your endeavors with that one. And I hope to see a bunch of pictures from that. But by this point, I feel like I'm rambling on and repeating myself. I'm probably not, but, you know, I feel like it. So I'm just going to leave you all with this. Do something good in the world. And I've got a phrase that I normally close this show out and I can't remember quite what it is it's something like stay scary or stay stay spooky yeah that's it it's stay spooky everybody and just for Flynn I know you hear me
thank you for listening this week, and we hope you'll tune in next time for another spooktacular episode. <laughs> Tales from the Haunt has been a Flynn Hendricks production. Ha 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 ha!